0: morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. Of course, my name is Todd Cochran, and I have a choppy internet connection this morning. So we've got uh, Rob on the other side. Good morning, Rob. How are you?
1: Good morning, Todd. It's great to be here and doing the new media show again. It's always fun.
0: You know, the, uh, the audio sounds good, but it, you might be doing the robot thing and jerking a little bit today.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And hopefully, yeah. you, hear, hopefully you hear me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I can hear you fine. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm just, I'm all thumbs this morning. I don't know what it is. <laughs> First thing was, is I came in this morning and I got everything fired up and I had done a massive deep clean in the studio. And you know, we all do that from time to time, right? Uh, clean the dust off the knobs. And I was definitely afraid that uh, when you called in, you know, I had done testing, everything was, was working last week. And then this morning, your side wasn't getting any audio, so I just, you got to be kidding me, but um, no, we're going to go through a major upgrade on the Skype system um, and the TriCaster, so my new TriCaster is on the way, and then we're going to make, I I think, the way this works, and I've, I've, I've been working on figuring out the new plumbing, and that's always tricky, is that the HDMI out of the Mac mini will go into a new box that basically converts the video to what they call an NDI stream. And that is um, uh, just it's video over IP. And uh, I've been laying in the new the new network to support the higher speeds and upgraded switch and that kind of stuff. And then uh, the box that that goes into has a audio out. So I'm thinking <laughs> if everything goes right, it's just going to be a single wire back into the mixer. And you should keyword is should be able to hear me. Um and you should we the audience should be able to hear you just fine. So it it reduces a whole bunch of stuff. Now <laughs> I maybe I don't fully understand how it works, but that's the, you know, if I can get it, so it's just a single wire out of the converter box and into the mixer and then you can hear me that way, then we're we're golden. But, you know, things, I've ordered extra cables just in case. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sounds like quite the process, Todd.
0: Well, it's, it, it is what it is. But anyway, everyone, welcome to the, to the show and uh hopefully i've got my i think i'm recording everything
1: (laughs) i know this is a little rough episode for us i'm not sure i even have any any video going through right now i don't Uh, know if you can see me or not yeah
0: you're moving so i i'm just i'm i'm uh i'm a lock frame on your side then huh (laughs)
1: there's no video at all so (laughs) oh my
0: gosh (laughs) But, there was video before right okay. when we started yeah oh yeah okay. exactly.
1: actually right when we started i lost all all video coming back to me but oh. that's okay oh. and as long as the audio is there we can <laughs> we can proceed and, and i can if you're seeing me then we're good
0: yeah we're so good. i can Go. make funny faces and do all kinds of weird things but so you can't see me <laughs> that's wonderful
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well um lots going on of course and just continues to be uh know i don't know about you guys rob but we were just blown away. October is is the. Are you seeing an increase in in bodies coming? I I, I think we're seeing a surge still of podcasters coming in the space.
1: Yep. New networks, uh, new media companies. I mean, it's been going on for many months. I know I mean, this isn't something that's that's new. What's happening right now, um, necessarily, but it just does. It does feel like that there is a. A resurgence of of um new people coming into the space I'm having to talk basic podcasting to more people than ever in some ways um, and you know trying to onboard people moving people from platform to platform uh, it's it's uh it's definitely a a challenge, and really, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of big podcasters today is deciding what kind of platform and what kind of capability they they want to have for their for their shows. I mean, based on whether or not they're they're an advertising show, um, the struggle between the dynamic ad insertion priorities, um, pr- programmatic um, host reads. I feel like that there's there's two ends of the spectrum out there that are um, uh, kind of colliding. Um, you know the whole organic host reads are still king in the podcasting space today, but I I feel a lot of pressure around the the, the dynamic ad insertion plus um, what we're seeing happen with uh, distribution um, at places like Spotify and uh, even to some degree Pandora and you know what's what's happening around redistribution is kind of rearing its ugly head again. So, so you mean what's not, what's, are going to,
0: so you mean what, so you mean what's not happening at Spotify and Pandora and yeah.
2: Well, from what
1: I, you know, it, it, it appears that there's a lot more stuff going on there. So I can't talk a lot about it because, you know, it's, but it's definitely, um, there's more, more happening with Spotify right now. Hmm. Um, and then, and then, you know, these other platforms, uh, like I mentioned, Pandora and, you know, it's some of the, the large music platforms, uh, are, uh, are, are, are piping up some interest in podcasts, but they're, but they're doing it from their perspective. they're doing it, you know, uh, the, they're, they're rehosting the media files, uh, which breaks dynamic ad insertion distribution. So you have this kind of this struggle is the industry moves more towards at least the larger shows anyway, moving more towards, uh, working more with dynamic ad insertion. Uh, and then you have these big platforms wanting to, uh, uh, take copies of everything and redistribute them that presents challenges to the industry from the standpoint of, uh, uh having one host that does the monetization for you. I, you know, I don't know how this is going to shake out, I think we saw it, it happen uh, with uh, uh, Stitcher uh, where they had you know many years, Stitcher operated as a redistribution platform as well, kind of like what these other platforms are doing. Um, and they changed their model when, when Midroll purchased them, um, then, you know, or Scripps um, bought them. Uh, they changed their model to being a pass-through. Um, so it was more like an iTunes model, um, but what we're seeing now is a resurgence in uh, um, more and more rehosting, um, and I, I I believe we're going to see more of it uh, here in the future. And where host reads are okay, but dynamic ad insertions uh, kind of kind of break the the system having those platforms do that. Um, and I'm hoping that over time that those platforms will. Learn what Stitcher learned is that uh, it's not a good model, um, unless there's some other reason for doing it, um, which would be selling advertising into programs that are only on those platforms uh, and using dynamic ad insertion only into those platforms. Uh, I know we're getting into the weeds of some complex um, kind of kind of business issues um, where Ads can be placed into content potentially down the line um, on specific platforms.
0: Um, And and, and the risk of the podcaster never getting paid for those.
1: Yeah, well, that, or maybe there is a revenue share deal that that goes on that's separate from your primary um, ad insertion platform that you're using. So I I could see two levels of, of advertisements. So, because some of these platforms want to have um, a separate feed that doesn't have any possibility of dynamic ad insertion. So, hmm. um, and, and that's, I see that um, as as a challenge that we all need to get through at some point. Um, I don't, you know, it's still early in this. Well, um, any of those I, folks that I do... Could
0: see any of those folks that do any caching is Stitcher. I mean, is Pandora and Spotify uh, caching the media? Oh yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're rehosting. They're
1: They're going to capture every episode, um, scrape all the media um, out out of the feed, and rehost it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so part of the deal. So they don't. So they definitely break. Anytime, yeah.
1: The dynamic insertion stuff,
0: yeah. Right.
1: There's no way to get those updated episodes into their platform. Right. um, Because there's no way for Spotify to know that the ads have changed. So so what they would be getting is a snapshot of the episode of whatever that episode had in it at that moment. Uh, So it's possible that a dynamically inserted ad would uh, live in a platform like that um, for as long as the content was made available.
0: And if you had uh, a GeoIP type of campaign and their server was in New York, they would grab the New York version of the media file and that would be, that would be it. So, yeah. Definitely. That
1: ad, 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 ad would be played um, in all Geos off of those
0: platforms. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, just maybe a reason not to be on those platforms because are those platforms actually even delivering significant listens? To, are people actually getting any numbers off those, off those platforms? Of course, there are so few shows over there.
1: I don't know, Todd. And I, you know, and that's, that's part of, you know, it's not a, a big issue at this point. I, I, I believe there's going to be some reporting that happens, um, back, back to the primary platforms, but, um, it's just, you know, it just, it, it breaks the, the direction that the industry is going right now. Um, and, and my thought on it is that um, either they're all in on this, right selling selling dynamic ads into those plat, into those platforms for those shows and doing rev- revenue sharing deals, but is it is it going to be worth it? That's the thing, you know
0: um, well I don't want to rev- I don't want I mean revenue. some
1: podcasters they are like saying, "Oh, well, I don't care, you know uh, I don't you know either I don't want to be over there." Um. Or you know, they can take my show and do what they want. But the challenge is, is that uh, some of these platforms are going to want to have a separate RSS feed.
0: Well, it just goes to show you how valuable the host endorsed ad spot that's baked into the show is going to continue to be because they can't take that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I think that's that is where the foundations of this medium um, are going to continue. Um, the, the baked in host reads are going to be the, the value ads that the advertiser wants. And they're going to be the, the ads that work the best for the, the podcasters too. So, yeah. you know, but if you the can't whole but, dynamic ad insertion stuff will work for 95% of the distribution, but,
0: but you know, but if you're in Pandora or one of those platforms and they're not reporting out, you can't bill anyway, because how do you know how many, you know, how many listens or how many downloads you had. And really it's not downloads over there. It's listens. And did they, you know, that's where their their platform is a streaming platform. It's not a podcast delivery platform. So it's a whole different animal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And from what I understand, none of these platforms are going to offer downloads anyway. The what? So.
0: They are downloads.
1: I think. I'm not sure. Maybe they are offering downloads.
0: No, no, no. I don't think they do. So I want to say hello to Rick, yeah. Stormy,
2: Tim, that are all in the chat room. Welcome. That
0: are on Facebook watching. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, to me, until they start being more inclusive, you know, I, I'm not going to pay attention to them. You know, they, they, they're, if they make it difficult for shows to get on their platform, um, then why, why should I even take an interest? You know, because Mm -hmm. if they're only dealing with the 1% of shows that are out there, you know, it's, it's, it's not even worth me even losing any sleep over, to be honest with you. And, um, I don't know, unless they come out with a different policy, more inclusive, but I don't see them doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Todd, my, my thought on it is, uh, you know, a couple levels here is that. There, there really has been no proof or evidence or historical reference here that says that, um, podcasts added to music platforms, um, has proven to be successful. Uh, first of all, I mean, that's the first point, right? The second point is, is, um, they, they may have an opportunity to help build an audience for podcasting. Um, I don't know. I mean, from a generational perspective, I talked to, um, one show this past week that, uh, said I absolutely have to be on Spotify, you know, because that's, that's where my, my demographic group is, is, uh, for listeners to my show. Hmm. Um, that's it was a, a, a top priority for them to be on Spotify because of the age demo, um, that, that, um, that their show was targeting and how much they had you know, how strong the percentage of that age demo is an active user of Spotify.
0: Yeah. So. I, th- I think they're going to be sadly disappointed regardless. You can lead a horse to water, yeah. but you know, let's be honest. I, I, am a doubting Thomas at this point on those platforms. You look at Stitcher, its numbers have continued to sink, you know, they, and I don't see that recovering. And, uh, um, you know, until, until something breaks above, you know, 5%, you know, for something to break out to 5% would be, would be massive. But, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening for 99.9% of podcasters out there. It's just the way that it's, I don't know. I don't want to be a curmudgeon in here.
2: Uh but, uh, I don't know.
0: I just, I'm not, what is it? I'd love to hear from the audience what they think, you know, Spotify, Pandora, are those folks important you know in you're in, for a distribution standpoint I'm sure they would get lots of press if, pe- if they opened it up and let people you know pe- they're letting people submit shows, but you never hear back on whether or not shows are getting approved
1: yeah, I mean I think it does does get back to how inclusive um, they're going to be in this and uh, it, it does create a bad kind of um, say a bad impression or bad uh, type of relationship that that type of uh, deal offers to the podcaster, given the history of podcasting and given how it actually works technically. Uh, It's, it's, it's them doing what's easiest for them instead of doing what's right for the the medium of podcasting uh, is how it feels to me. It's like, well, this is how we do things with music. So we're just going to apply that same technology to, to podcasting. Wow, that And that works and, out well. I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, cause that's, that's kind of what they're doing, right? They're, it, this is the same way that they deliver music. It's the same way that they, they manage music. They create playlists and they, so they're, they, they have their music um, orientation. It's the, it's the hammer of the nail thing, right? Um, Um, they, they think one way they're not thinking, um, the way podcasting is and trying to cater to what's, what's best for that medium, uh, or, or, or what's really what's best for their listeners. Um, it's more about their model and trying to make that happen. Um, I'm, I, I'm hopeful that Google will adjust here. Um, and I think they see more. Of what's really happening in the medium as well, so, so we'll see on that too. I don't have any information on, on that. I mean, other than the impression that I had that they were, they were asking a lot of questions. I know Todd, you you, you talked to them and many others in the medium talked to them at Podcast Movement um, and shared them. And at least they had the interest to go to Podcast Movement and talk to podcasters. Or I haven't seen uh, Spotify or or really Pandora really have that that engagement with with the podcast community.
0: Well, I got 75,000 podcasters and they're not talking to me, you know? So, (laughs) so so they really care about the space, you know, that's, that's the way I look at it, you know, is it my job to go hunt them down and try to kiss their ass to be in their platform? Excuse my French, you know, I'm, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know. That's true. Well, well Todd, there was a couple of uh,
1: kind of crazy articles that came out this past week. I don't know if you saw them or not, but...
0: Well, I saw uh, some. one
1: from uh, Neiman Labs. Did you see this
0: one? No, I did not, so tell me about it.
1: Well, it's uh, uh it's the, the headline is, Hack the Radio, a French startup aims to liberate podcasts from or by streaming audio. Um, so it's another article about how, um, how podcasting needs to go to streaming.
2: Oh, it's, that works real well.
1: Yeah. It's just another, it, it kind of follows along with what we're seeing with, you know, these, these music platforms trying to fit spoken word audio into their, their platforms.
0: Don't they realize? Um, Haven't they yet figured out? This is on demand media. People want to listen when they want to listen. They don't want to join in progress. No, no,
1: no, it's not live. It would be on, on demand streaming is what they're doing. The whole, you know, this is part of this trend that's going on, uh, of, of trying to eliminate downloads. I mean, that, that's the, that's the bigger trend that I'm seeing happen across these, uh, these new platforms that want to get involved in, getting access to the content, they want to take out the
0: download part. Well, when they, uh, when they get bigger than Apple, maybe they can uh, make, make that move. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) you know, it's like, do they really think that, uh, to the, to the end user, it, it is streaming when they click play. They don't know it's being downloaded. And when someone subscribes, it's being downloaded the same way it would have been streamed if they played live. And to the end user, they, don't care you know so yeah. it's to me it's it's mute point um but yeah th-
1: so the this article you know there's some quotes in here from people talking about it, and it's kind of kind of linked up with audible and that whole thing Ugh. uh it says the experience is limited by the rss model it says the uh the rss format through which podcasts are, are still distributed I, I, I was thinking about a, a way to wreck the RSS model with podcasts to imagine something else by talking with someone I understood that we had perhaps to try a different way to base it on streaming. What a novel idea mm. and a new kind of experience. Mm.
0: So what's the streaming new experience of this content? So what that really yeah. means? The new type of experience is I can shove more ads in this thing by streaming it. That's the new experience. I can make it like a radio and I can break the content up and I can make it a new experience by pissing off the listeners. Yep. That's a new model that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's
1: all these people that are trying to change what is working today. No, Um, they're,
0: they're they're trying to make money off this and they're trying to make money off the audiences. And in the end who gets screwed, the listener and generally the podcaster.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not talking specifically about well, advertising here. It, they're just talking about how they want to crush the RSS model. Oh, good uh, luck. Which basically is crushing
0: downloads. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. As Rick says in the chat, so, they're trying to mold it into what they think it should be instead of what it is. Thomas, yeah. welcome to the show as well. Thank you for being here. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of grumpy this morning, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's all right though. You know? Yeah. So this article is talking about a French startup called hack the radio. Um, and it's, and it's these people, you know, it's a new thing again and, you know, just the fact that they're using the term radio in here tells us, tells us all we need to know, right? Right, right. Um, they're trying to, to get access to the content and put it into an you know, on, on, on-demand radio model is what they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. So, But anyway, that's been going on this week um, again. And let's see, what's the, another one that I uh, came across?
0: Well, I wrote one up this weekend and um or, or this past week and I put it over on podcasternews dot com and it was so really what happened, I was hanging out in well, you know, I'm all over the Facebook groups and I went into a uh into a Facebook group and I saw hey, post your link to your show and tell us what hosting platform you're on and you know, I always those always drive me crazy because all it is is people just say, hey, I'm with this company and with that company and with this company. And yeah. as, and as, as I was going through the list, it was about 90% of the shows had their podcast. theirhost.com And I think out of the 20 or 25, they were almost all like that. And I just, and I just put a note in there. I said, I said, uh, uh something to affect so sad that, these shows, so many shows are building their show on top of someone else's brand. And it's so, you know, basically my typical spiel about, you know, being on your own.com. And, uh, and then I listed my show, you know, and, and I didn't, and, and I said, y- you don't even know who I host with when you're on my site. Now, you know, you're going to know I'm hosting with my company, but I don't have to, even promote who I'm hosting with because it's not, it's not even a thing. It's not even a a concern because I'm building my brand, not someone else's. And, oh man, the several of the hosting companies um that were such and such, the hosting company.com, you know, they're, oh my God, they're just trying to create content and da, da, da. And I'm, and I'm just like, no, you're, you know, you're not providing a way for podcasters to be unhandicapped um, and build their brand. You know, they're the product they're paying you to be the product on. Um, um, and so I was just like, and of course, yeah. So of course people were defensive. So I wrote a blog post and it was basically, what is the value of your brand? And I, in the comparison I made was, can you imagine Starbucks? Having an online presence that was Starbucks dot their podcast com, you know that would be considered what I would say brand suicide. And you know, in in, in the other example was as I said, can you imagine the Lore podcast who achieved you know huge success TV? Can you imagine the Lore podcast being Lore podcast dot their podcast dot com? In and, 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 you know and, Hey, I'm first to admit at Blueberry, we offer the ability for new podcasters to have their show.blueberry.net. We do that, but we also provide a very easy way to upgrade to have their domain so that, you know, we understand, I understand the dynamic when people are starting their podcast. They fully don't understand the value of having their domain. And I, I always say that shows typically will graduate they 'll be three, four, five weeks in, and they're like, "Oh man, we need our own site." So you know we give them at least we do, we give them the ability to, to upgrade to their own domain and, and but they were, people are so man, I get just machine gunned when i when I try to tell podcasters that I think it's at least in my opinion, I think it's important that they build their brand, and I understand we're getting to the point where some shows are on SoundCloud and you know, that's their, that's where they live that they don't know anything outside of, out of SoundCloud. And, um, you know, I understand what we're, what we're facing, but it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so, and then it's the same people bitching about, how come I don't have no listeners, you know? And I'm like, (sighs) what, what unique are you bringing to the table? uh with your show. What are you doing to you know, to build an audience around your brand? And uh, I, I don't know, just maybe so many years in the space. Maybe I've again maybe I'm the old curmudgeon guy, but I just I don't know. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. Yeah. Um you Rob, I know that I don't know if you guys offer an upgrade path or not to use your own domain, but it it it, it something drives me nuts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been actually raising that topic of, with the team for a long time of trying to get more more connected with that um and to offer the capability to to, you know, basically more easily enable them to do exactly that. I think it's a smart way to go in the long run. Um it's it can be a little challenging for do that when you're trying to offer services to support them off of a, off of a different domain name. Um, so, you know, but I think that there's probably some stuff that can, could, could get us a little closer to being a little more friendly with that. And
0: yeah, you get your, cause really,
1: I think what you're talking about is building it off of, off a platform like WordPress. And
0: well, you know, even if you, yeah. for example, I'm looking at you guys and you know, you're, you're focused uh, in part, not completely, but in part to be a live platform. You know, yeah. you people are doing live shows. Well, so, part of it, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, of it, yeah. But, but, but it's, you know, it's a big part of your guys' space is people doing, doing live shows. Sure. So, you got to kind of have an interface for them to do that. And I understand it gets tricky then when you're trying to wrap those same tools that they use to do that live stuff into what their their point of presence is so i understand it's a little harder to bake in but um yeah you know so it's to me it's go ahead
1: yeah though i think it's still possible i think that you know using c names and things like that can get you get you feel a little closer to give the external impression that they're they're more owning what they have yeah
0: yeah, you're. You're. I'm losing you one from time to time. You know, and it, and it could be as simple as, um, you having a domain and just forwarding it to wherever you're at. It could be as simple as that. It could. You could be at, uh, you know, tonyshow.yourpodcasthostprovider.com, uh, dot your podcast host provider dot com, and that's cool. You know, but taken by a domain and then they offer for free. Just forward the stupid domain to you know, to that provider. And at least you have, that's the first step, at least to get people there where they don't have to remember this long name. And another thing too is, you know, I, I tell people, I said, uh, you go out and search for my show. You just put my show name in Google and you look at where I rank um, for my show. And then you put your name of your show in Google and where do you fall out? You know, where are you found? Um, and that to me is a, a big litmus test for a lot of folks because sometimes they're going to find out that their number one spot where their show is being found isn't even on their hosting provider. It's on Apple or someplace like that. And uh, the yeah. and the first search results come up for, for a show name. And um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, I'm just... I'm so huge on this brand. And I understand times have changed and, and people aren't, maybe they're not worried about building a brand. If they just want to do a show for fun, have a good time. It's a hobby, you know, cool. You know, if you're not planning on building something that will sustain you, if it's just, if there's no plan to grow it big, no plan to monetize, you're just doing this for therapy or having fun or hanging out with buds or your girlfriends or whatever. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, but, uh, you know, priorities change over time. So I just, I just hope shows think about that. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but, uh, um, you know, and that's the thing too, is in people, so you just want people to use, uh, use WordPress in, in, in in your service. I'm like, no, I don't care if you're on, um, Whatever you're on, there's lots of people using different CSMS and or, or CRMs yeah. and whatever. I don't care. <laughs> the, again, the hosting is a service, and the brand is your brand, it, it, those are not. Yeah. They should never be intertwined. You know. Yeah. And so. it
1: is possible, and Todd, and I think you're you're alluding to this. It is very possible, and Podcast has been doing this for a long time um, of hosting on a. On a third-party provider, right. and then just using those URLs um, that are generated in the RSS feed yeah. to, to put into your uh, um, your your particular platform that you yeah. have to distribute under your name, yeah. uh, whether it be PowerPress or whatever, whatever, yeah. um, and 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 doing it that way too. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's a couple different ways that it can be done um, yeah. where you can maintain control. Based on that, and no. not be locked into a particular uh, hosting and,
0: platform. And most, or, or and most
1: of basically, these, I mean, yeah, that'll work with Spreaker too. It's it, just a, l- a lot of people don't think about that yeah. Uh, possibility.
0: Yeah, and you know, you can be at Podbean, you can be at Spreaker, you can be at Libsyn, you can be wherever. Doesn't matter. You be, you then becomes hosting yeah. becomes agnostic, and yeah, you know, and then it's it, it, again, it's about building your show. I, you know, I keep telling people this and people don't believe it. I'm just like, dude, I'm a podcaster first. (laughs) Yes. I own a podcasting business, but I'm a podcaster first. And I care about podcasters that, you know, the, you, yeah, we want customers. Yeah. We need to make money Yeah, we need a payroll, but if I'm doing what I'm doing right, that's going to happen anyway. So, um, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that was my soapbox for the week. And, uh,
1: Oh, that's your box for the last two years. Yeah,
0: well for, no for that. <laughs> what are you talking about for the last thirteen years? Yeah. So you know it's it's uh Yeah, that's
1: that's true. It's true, it's even longer than that. Yeah. yeah.
0: But um I, I don't know if I should let this out here, but we're gonna have a press release on Monday. Uh, uh can I tell you guys, should I tell I you
1: always have something up your sleeve? Should I, should,
0: should I, should I tell you guys, I, I think I can, I, without getting in too much trouble here because we're all friends, right? So let me bring this. That's way. right.
1: And this is just, just you and me. That's all Todd.
0: Right. <laughs> and 5,000 other podcasters. So uh, by the time the show gets out anyway, for the majority of folks that are listening, let me open this up a little bit. So let me see here. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. So, are you guys ready to see something? So I can't see anything, Todd, so it's okay. Oh, oh, you can't. Oh, that's right. Shoot, shoot. Uh, As far
1: as I'm concerned, this is an audio podcast right Oh,
0: okay, all right. So, you you know, that's important, though. Before I state this, Rob, um, those of us doing video have to remember that we are doing theater of the mind here. And even though we're doing video, have to continue to remember that there are a majority of folks are listening. So, all right. So we made a purchase. Um, and it was largely in, in the person that was running it before was doing a, doing a great job. Um, they had, uh, just a few, you know, resource challenges. The site had been down a couple of times and, um, I asked, and I, to be honest with you, I hadn't talked to this individual, which Angelo had a few times, but I really hadn't had any uh, in-depth conversations so much that I didn't have a contact email for the person. So I asked, uh, Ray Ortega, I said, Do you have a contact for so-and-so and he said, oh yeah, here's his email. Um, and, uh, so I, I sent an email over to the owner of cast feed, a uh, cast feed validator dot com, and I said uh, first email was are you looking for some help uh, to run it uh, you, you know support wise or w- would you consider selling it and the initial email came back and said no not not interested in in selling it and uh, I think it was a couple of days later I got another email back and um, said uh, what would you offer for it and uh, we made an offer and uh, he accepted so. Um, As of mid last week, CaspiValidator.com is now basically uh, owned by Raw Voice Blueberry. But, uh, you know, for those of you that use this resource all the time, we're not making any major changes. It's staying the same. Um, Angelo put uh, uh, put it on a pretty beefy server. We took... um, uh, updated a couple of modules in it, but everything else on the uh, on the site has has same has stayed the same um, as far as uh, the tools and the design and everything else. You know, we may put do some branding work on it at some point, but um, this site gets a huge amount of traffic for people validating their feeds. And really, our goal in buying CastFeedValidator.com was to Uh, really make sure that it's going to be a tool that's going to be around for the long haul and uh you know it's a resource the community will continue to use Uh, we're not going to monetize it or do stupid stuff like that it's again um had an opportunity here to help the community and that's why uh why we picked it up now at the same time we picked up podcasting plugin.com he he was uh uh, the same group, the software group that owned this, had uh, the TSG podcasting plugin, which has not been updated since 2014. So um, we don't even know how many people are still using that plugin. It's no even not even listed on uh, WordPress anymore because it hasn't been updated in so long. So um, we may push out one update on that to see if anyone's still there that would like to migrate. Um but um anyway, that's it's really not that big a deal, but um no, we're we're pretty happy to be able to have that resource and, and support the community. So castfeedvalidator.com. dot com. So do you, do you use that tool
2: that's very great, much, Rob? I no, I haven't, but I I, I definitely will.
0: Yeah, which yeah. feed validator do you use that, now?
1: I don't I don't really have a you know Quite, quite as much of a need for it as I have in the past. So, um,
0: just remember, I, I all, used it. All feeds yeah. die. Doesn't matter which provider. <laughs> but there's an equal, <laughs> there's an equal number of feeds that go bad on every service. ours, Libsyn, oh, yeah. everybody has it because you know we all do stupid things and put st- stupid stuff in our body of our podcast, and then ends up causing the feed to go invalid. So, um, yeah.
1: Uh, we've, we've worked really hard to try and build in filters that, uh, that, Did that eliminate, eliminate that. Conflicts. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I said, all feeds go bad at one time or another. So,
1: oh yeah. For all sorts of reasons. Yeah. yeah you're right. All yeah. sorts of reasons.
0: But, uh, yeah. anyway, that was, you know, and we'll have a press release out on it on Monday, but the rest of you got the word early here. So, um, but that's uh, awesome, Todd. Yeah, you, you know, we even have a test feed up there that's still a Libsyn feed, so that tells you how much we haven't changed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there yeah. you
1: go. And uh, because I know that the org, which is oh, what people have been using more, for many years no, to do the same thing, is hasn't been updated with the current Apple tags
0: Well it so. hasn't been updated in about five or six years it's it's essentially a ban it's an abandoned site it's it's uh, really bad yeah, it doesn't support yeah. any of the tags Google nothing yeah it's and it is not the place to go check a feed anymore. Yeah. So,
1: who owns that? Do you you know?
0: Be honest with you, I don't know. They have a hard time keeping it online, though. I don't know how they even. Someone they must have a benefactor because I'm sure it gets a huge amount of traffic. Um, we're kind of even surprised about the amount of traffic this site gets. So, uh, by the number of folks that are actually doing feed validation. So, anyway, that uh, you know, just be it's just a tool. People need to use it from time to time.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I used to use it a lot more back, back when I was running, um, uh, a, a catalog, right. And mm-hmm. trying to help people fix their, their, their feeds. Cause occasionally I'd get a, a feed that would be submitted to me that I would add to like, um, the zoom podcast platform or, or whatever. And the, the feed w- wouldn't be, be accepted into the, the parser. Right. Right. Um, and then I would have to dive into that and say, well, this is what's wrong and stuff. I'm just not doing that kind of work much anymore. Yeah. So not oh. really experiencing it too much these days.
0: Well, I do and, want to think. And Rick-
1: hopefully a lot of the big hosts are actually doing a much better job of, of filtering bad stuff out. You know.
0: Well, stuff still sneaks in from time to time. And it's usually, uh, you know, the podcasters sure. put something in. Hey, one thing that uh, Rick said here, SEO is a huge factor in growing a podcast. Well, y- Yeah. And, uh, that goes into my argument. Thanks for the support on that, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So we just, uh, in another thing too, we've got another thing cooking, Rob, and, uh, I'm, I can't wait to announce it. You're, you're going to be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. No, 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 but you guys like, are, you guys no, are just had quiet. a good
1: idea and he ran with it. Yeah. You know, you guys, I look at it, you, yeah.
0: You guys, you uh, guys come out with yeah. stuff all the time, too. You guys are just more stealthy about it. I can't get as much information out oh, of you. Oh, we're
1: more stealthy about
0: yeah, it. Yeah. You're like Apple, you yeah. know, Fra- Francesco.
1: AKA the bad, bad PR. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> francesco has got you locked down. He's basically said it, you know, he, he's put you on, uh, on Todd Quiet Watch, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, you had another article. I think. Gonna,
1: I mean, it'd be. Oh yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, I. I mean, it's one of those areas that uh, you know we focus so much on trying to trying to build the features and trying you know the whole kind of PR side kind of gets uh, left behind sometimes.
0: Yeah, and it, the feature stuff is. Um, it it always takes longer than you want it to, you know. But, uh, you know, one thing is kind of funny is I always have the product ready, but then the marketing message is not ready. So I actually spent this past week actually working, getting the marketing message ready before the product was ready and actually had everything laid out and, uh, we're working with a different team and it sent that over to them as, can you guys review this? I need this back by Monday. And they're like Monday. And I'm like, yeah, it's three days is enough companies do not work very fast. Um, you know, when you're, when you're kind of like in this go, go, go mode, you're like, you know, we can get that back to you by Wednesday. And I'm like, Wednesday, (laughs) you know, come on, you know, this is just, uh, you know, and, uh, it, it is kind of funny to watch, um, how different companies, the speed at which different companies work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got the, got the marketing message ready. And now I'm, now I'm like, okay, devs, come on, hurry up. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as the, the, the kind of the the merging between Spreaker and Blah Talk Radio, it's it's happening pretty quickly. I mean things are things are kind of uh getting getting worked out from a personnel perspective more and more all the time and we're getting closer and closer together and, and uh we're we're aligning our development priorities more and more. So it's it's um uh, it's starting to
2: shape up. So
0: how's the? So what's the future of Blog
2: Talk Radio? Can you say? <laughs>
1: uh, I would say that the future of Blog Talk Radio is is going to exist the way it is um, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, um, uh, uh, and a lot of the capabilities that Blog Talk Radio has today will be. Incorporated into Spreaker. if so, that gives you any uh, so, any glimpse of the future?
0: So long as you don't put that stupid intro blog talk. Please tell Francesco kill that. <laughs> Get that's that that feature needs to like like disappear. You know that would be like go find that line of code and remove it. You know.
1: It's Todd, I'm impressed that you're over there listening to uh, I, no, blog I talk don't. Radio I, I don't. As soon as Thank I hear, so as
0: soon as I hear a blog talk radio, that blog talk. Guess <laughs> what I do? Stop. I stop because because then I'm going to hear this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you guys bought that. I'm I'm not a fan. <laughs> so as long as the yeah, tech is good, know. you know. as Long as the tech is good, you'll have you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pod Vader. Not a fan of blog talk.
2: <laughs> well, well, I mean, we're
1: improving things. Yeah. So I'll just I put know. it to you that way.
2: Yeah,
0: of course. Well, yeah. you know, mergers are always fun. At least you guys got yeah. the personalities kind of ironed out. That's the that's the big thing. Yeah, so. it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the whole team is going to be um, down in Orlando at uh, Podfest or, or Orlando. The whole company, oh, so that's we're right. going to be all down there.
0: Well, oh, that's yep. cool. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about um, AudioSearch.ch, and they're announcing oh, that they're, okay. they're closing I want to talk about them. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I got. I mean, there was someone on one of the again Facebook groups. And they, oh my God, it's going away. And I, I, you know, I was like, well, you know, and of course I had to weigh in. I said, you do realize that they had cool tech, but they never, ever reached out to any of us that could have integrated their technology with their API with none. They never reached out to any of us that could have, could have somehow helped them along in utilization. They were a search engine. And they were doing audio search within content. It, would that have not been value for them to call me on the phone and say, hey, Todd, we can index all your podcaster shows. And you, uh, we've got some API hooks. And um, we can act as your content internal search engine. And you know, this is what it's going to cost you. Do you not think I would have took that call? I would, I would have took that call. But they never reached out. To, did they ever reach out to you guys?
2: Oh, um,
1: I think Francesco went to one of those secret private meetings that they had in San Francisco. A, se-
0: a secret meeting? Okay. Was it? Okay. Yeah. What kind of a secret uh, meeting were they having?
1: It was like a, a podcast summit thing down there. It was very much linked up with uh, NPR and oh. the whole side.
0: Oh, NPR so again.
1: I, I didn't even get invited to it. It was only Francesco, so...
0: Well they didn't invite me for sure. So I guess another nobody. I know. Well. Um you know, so <laughs>
1: well. <laughs> it's been a it's been a couple of years though since he he went to that. And um you know, it was a group like uh the guys from National Public Radio, Sarah Van Mosel, um that you know, I think uh Nick was oh. was kind of one of the organizers that, that
0: crowd. Oh, that's why about. I didn't get an invite right there. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so they're shutting down August twenty eighth. So whatever venture capital they had that was influx into the company is 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 gone. And um, you
1: well, know, Todd, I have an opinion about this, pretty strong one. I I Ooh. posted it on online too, oh. on Twitter, but uh, um you know i've been around this medium a long time um i mean even before podcasting started and i had uh, relationships with many um this, this is back, back before podcasting um online um, audio search companies that started there's actually a couple of them that started right, right up here in seattle right uh, doing the same exact stuff that those guys were doing um and all those companies failed they all went out of business they all shut down the a lot of them had big venture behind them. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I went up and I, I, I would go up and meet with their CEOs, um, to talk about Cause I was, you know, I had a big online show back then and so, and actually would do some interviews with them. I had them on my, on my radio show to talk about this whole new cutting edge thing of, uh, search and audio and, and how, you know, it was going to transform, you know, access to spoken word content and everybody was all excited about it. But at the end of the day, there were two factors that always killed those type of platforms. And it was the, the cost of indexing all that audio content. Uh, first of all, and the fact that, uh, when they put it online, nobody fricking used it. Right. <laughs> you know, those are the two kiss of death. Right, um, out of control costs and the fact that nobody uses it so how do you monetize it
0: well if, like I said if someone so, comes to yeah. me with tech that, that they have demonstrable that can index a show's content they can do transcription and provide an index of keywords to search from in a show and they can come to me and show me that that works really works then yeah. Yeah. I can hook that into my existing infrastructure and make that a feature. Yeah. You exactly. Know.
1: That's the key word right there, Todd. Is that this is a feature, feature. not a product.
0: Right. It's a feature. You know? What, it's what a
1: feature? What? It's a feature that even Google tried to do back in the middle two thousands and they killed it because nobody used it.
0: Right. And then just went over so, to the site you know, I, I the ser- whole
1: thing is
0: Yeah. So it's, it's not like I'm active at all in the podcasting space. I don't appear on very many shows or, you know, nothing like that. So, um, and I don't do uh two interviews a week, you know, that, that type of information, you know, I'm not anywhere in the space. So I'm looking at the, I'm being so, so (laughs) not so naughty here. Um, I'm looking at their search results and the, in the most recent, the most recent episode that they have of something that mentioned me actually in the show notes was uh, in April of 2000. Oh, excuse me. November of 2015. So, and, but yeah. again, my name was actually in the show notes. It doesn't, in, you know, so what were they doing? Were yeah. they actually indexing the show notes or were they indexing the content? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. But, wow. you know, so it's It's too bad uh that they're going out of business, but again, if you've got a business that has something that a a podcast host could use as integrate as a feature, it seems like you know they would be they would be sending me an email and and call me every two weeks,
2: yeah
1: um yeah. And, Todd, that, you know, it's not going to get built. I mean, it, no no platform, whether it be yours, um, ours, is ever going to build that capability into our platform. No. It's, I'm never, I'm too, ne- too, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. It doesn't monetize, and it doesn't add a lot of value to anything. No. Uh, people just don't want a keyword search into audio content. Well. It's
0: just, you know. It, it, it almost It's need, really that simple. I
1: don't. I don't have any interest in doing it really.
0: Yeah. Me neither. But you know, here's, here's another kicker podcasters. Again, it goes back to this whole search engine optimization thing. You know, podcasters are not helping themselves at all when they do their show notes, when they leave a one sentence of content. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. As far as in their, their show notes, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I think it's, some people would use it and I think that's what, uh, Google and other companies found is that they, they'll use it mainly for vanity searches, mm-hmm. uh, or they'll, they'll, they'll use it to some degree to do maybe market research on a, on a particular topic. Right. Um, but as, as far as everyday listeners using keywords, uh, to discover uh, short segments of content, um it just doesn't have a model to it. Yeah. And in some ways, clamor kind of, kind of fits into this too. You know, clamor was a feature, not a company. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and I, and Um, I got, you know, face blasted again. How dare I talk about these women that were working? I I said, nothing to do with them. I've never met them. I'm sure they're nice ladies. I'm sure they had good intentions. Um, you know, but
1: to what, uh, what ladies are you talking about? You talking I guess about, um, I think there was two search. women that
0: run this, wasn't it? Wasn't there two ladies that run audiosearch.ch? Uh, uh,
1: I know of one one woman.
2: Okay,
0: so um, let me look here and look at.
1: Yeah, I think her last name was
0: Annie Wooten. Yeah, yeah. and Bailey Smith. Those were I, the. Yeah, it was mostly a lot of ladies in the lead of the team. uh, Lita Mar, uh Maritz, the marketing director, Tailey Singer. Linguist then had some yeah. guy that's got a Ukrainian type name as the software engineer Shindo Struklik, and uh Brian Underwood is a senior engineer so um you know and, and I'm sure they're nice ladies and did a good job, but if they were you know it goes again, you said the keyword at the beginning a secret meeting with n p r types. <laughs> Okay. Podcasting extends beyond NPR.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure that they, you know, like you say, Todd, they're all, they're all good people and they all work hard and it's really sad that, uh, that this has happened um, to them. But, but if they would have asked me, you know, three or four years ago, if this this was a smart company to start, I would have told them no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, but you know, I'm not the first one that anybody calls mm-hmm. on stuff like that. So, yep. and that's, that, that's people are going to do what they think is the right thing to do versus what, what the history has said. And, and that's w- w- one thing too, that, um, there is no kind of history of this stuff and, and the people can go back and reference to say, um, is this, has this been tried before? Right. Um, I, The longer I'm alive and the longer I've been in this technology sector, the more I come across situations where I've seen things tried many times in the past and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. I'm hopeful that maybe the market's different now or... Things are different now, and maybe the time is right, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of things back in the dot-com era were started that were too early,
0: right? Oh, like e-commerce. There was a few things that I did um, early on that was too early. You
1: could have made it in the early days. Yeah. 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 Th- there's a lot of things like shopping for pet food online, you know, with <laughs> pets.com. That was too early. Yeah. But now it's commonplace, right? Um, but then there's other things that... Uh, really cut to the chase of um, human behavior that um, just are not going to work. I mean, they may be built if the cost of building them is so low. Uh, And, and I was hopeful that this audio search thing was, we were in an era where we had very fast computers and the cost of processing is getting less and less every year. But I think Moore's law is starting to fail us um, right now. So uh, I think, Big jumps in technology, and Todd, you, you jump in on this, big jumps in technology are costing and taking longer than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, are you seeing that in your tech show? I mean, it just doesn't seem like technology innovation is really looping forwards right now.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the artificial intelligence stuff is going to be huge, you know, and where we're going with yeah. that. And you do want to talk. But that's, oh.
1: that, that's long-term, though.
0: Yeah. You know? So here's a, here's a lesson in, in, uh, not what to do with a sponsor ad spot. Uh, you know, stamps.com is, uh, advertising all over the place. Right. And, uh, he had, uh, they'd been advertising on Dan Savage's popular Savage Lovecast podcast for a while until this week when Savage read a stamps.com ad urging listeners to never go to a post office of weekend because it doesn't smell very good in there. <laughs> he says, thankfully, awesome. you can avoid the hassle and stank of the post office. Instead, mail everything from postcards to envelopes to packages, domestic or, or international, with stamps.beep. And Savage said in reading the ad during his Monday podcast, Well, stamps.com suspended its advertising with with Savage. And uh, so a USPS employee in downtown DC was taken aback when he heard is I like Dan Savage, but I can't believe he said that. So this is one of the first ads I've seen get pulled from a podcaster when, uh, based upon how the ad read went in and I'm reading it and I'm thinking, (laughs) yeah, I've been in some pretty stinky post offices too. um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then, but you know, somebody
1: be, doesn't have a sense of humor, obviously. No. Yeah. Oh. no.
0: So, uh, yes, your, your ad reads, uh, ad lib can go too far. In this in case, he, uh, stamps.com spokes like Eric Nash, a statement to corporate crime reporters saying stamps.com would like to apologize for what Dan Savage said. And we do not agree with this comment because stamps.com has suspended our advertising with Mr. Savage. Midroll, the podcasting agent that represents the Savage Lovecast, also apologized for the Savage comments. Wow,
2: <laughs>
0: really? And then, really? And then the, they they canceled it for that.
1: The post office, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know if the post office just ordered ordered a bunch of uh, uh, fragrance, uh, you know, generators for. Their,
0: but their if post you office. you think about <laughs> if, if I. <sighs> If that's what it takes to get an, advert- an advertiser fired in the podcasting space, it's like I'm hard, I hate to say it. Stamps dot com, you're you're like wow, it's pretty insensitive. I'm just like, really, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just really kind of like blown away that they canceled him over that copy.
1: Their their relationship with the post office must be pretty pretty tenuous
0: <laughs> maybe that's what it is maybe it maybe yeah. that's the case you know business that's built on top of another group's business is definitely not a business that i want to be in right but that's what stamps.com is their business is built on top of the u.s postal service
2: yeah that's true
0: yeah so anyway i just thought that would throw a little no. of vibrancy in here to uh one thing that we didn't hear a lot about did we that that women's conference work i think it was work w-e-r-k did we hear much out there oh work it yeah did we hear anything
1: no i didn't really hear much of anything about it
0: yeah i know a bunch of ladies went i just didn't hear too much about it so maybe but, I'm not.
1: and i think I'm I'm probably not the right person to ask. Um, probably we should ask somebody that like Elsie or somebody yeah. that's probably a woman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here. What they heard. So here here's another big one. Can you believe that these personal audio folks that had the podcasting patent tried once again to get their patent reinstated by going a different legal route? You know the lawsuit's been going around. Since, yeah. Yeah. I saw that since 2015. And they basically went back to the court of appeals and they basically said, whatever this, whatever happened here, you are, you weren't valid and we want to have a different process and uh, they have a volley of their client's constitutional right to a jury trial and whatever. But this week, the appeals court rejected this argument. They're done. They're done. So yeah, finally. And I didn't even know they were trying to appeal this original know, a a decision, but so the question really is, is does Adam Carolla, can he go back and get his money back? Can he sue for that money? Uh, Can ABC and CBS sue for the cash? That's
1: actually a really good question. I'm not sure. It's actually a really good question. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Probably costs more to lawyer it up than what it costs to pay him anyway, but course the money might be gone yeah. I and mean, you know that they but uh, yeah the wicked witch of the west is dead so um
2: so if you wanted to
1: see more um, de- detail on um, that kind of last ditch effort on the part of personal audio there's an article at ours technica and it's actually a link to from my twitter feed um, at Rob Greenlee and you can see it in there um it just talks about how they they're they were threatening, I think, to go to like to the Supreme Court or something like that to try and o- overturn the decision and then they, they just kinda the judge, the federal court just stamped it down and said, You're done.
0: <laughs> so it's yeah. it's just one of those um one of those things that makes you go, Wow. So just to get everyone updating here, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I don't know if I shared what we're doing at, at CES this year, but it um, turns out that one of our team members um, who goes with the team every year, um, CEA or CES also offered him a broadcast area. So it looks like we're going to be have two areas to send people to. We're going to be able to send over to uh the north hall i think he's going to be occupying the space that i was in last last year um and then uh we're going to be in uh eureka park with the with the main studio so um but i don't know it's good we're gonna have to work that scheduling out i don't know how we're going to handle you know he's Mar- it's uh mario anderson he's taking uh, care of that that venue so um yeah it's going to be interesting to see how CES goes this year cuz you know my at least my team my personal team is going to stay in uh uh completely in Eureka Park with the startups with the 800 startups that are there and covering them
1: So that's in a separate hotel? Or a well, separate hotel well,
0: you know, or, CES is in multiple hotels and convention centers. So last yeah, week uh, LVCC is filled to the gills. I mean, it's full. And then the startup and innovation area um, where you have brand new companies from France, England, all over the world. It's a startup um, spot. They're all in uh, the Sands, uh, which they call Eureka Park. They're on the first level. Then then Home Innovation is on level two. Um, And then there's stuff in the Venetian. And I mean, it's spread all over the city the show has just grown massively. And, um, you know, we haven't been in the pro audio section in years because that's always been in a separate hotel. But when I mean pro audio, like $10,000 stereo amplifiers and that type of stuff. So, um, we're not even, we won't be even going in that. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to, uh, what we're going to be doing at, uh, at the Sands and in Eureka Park. And, talking with startups it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: hey todd have you seen any kind of kind of um bubbling of of anything going on at ces around, around podcasting
0: no no nothing at all you know, i've never even you know i be honest with you i've never even looked um there's a lot of podcasters there covering it you know but uh you know yeah. We, we've just gotten, the show's gotten so big, we've had to subdivide. I, there's no way, it just it, you, you just can't cover it all. You know, in gadget and Gizmodo and those folks go in there with 40 people. And, you know, 20 of them are sitting in a trailer doing nothing but regurgitating press releases all day. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't do that. We just, you know, we, we troll the floors for, for cool stuff. And uh, we are taking appointments, but they have yeah. to come out of the hall that we're viewing in. And if you have a PR. company, you go PR, they're actually uh, get bottom priority. Um, yeah. For me, PR companies are personal non-grata right now when it comes to doing shows like CES. Yeah,
2: they're,
0: they're control Makes freaks. Sense.
2: And they limit your access to, to vendors, and that's not what we're about. So, so yeah, that's on yeah. the
0: horizon. Ten days in Vegas—that's okay. seven days too many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I, so, you're planning on be, being up here for um, for PodCon? Yeah, and
0: I, I'm kind of, and you know, I'm thinking I'm gonna just fly in Saturday morning, and then uh, I'll leave Monday. But I'm, I'm thinking that's kind of my initial plan is I'll get in there about 9.30 or so and, and then, you know, get my bags and come up from the airport. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of my plan. And because the show has a late start, so I'll be there all Saturday, all you know, Sunday. Okay. And McKenzie will be there as well, so she'll be there, get the booth set up and all that. FinCon turned out to be pretty okay. good. It wasn't bad. We had decent traffic um a lot of podcasters So, did you go to it yeah we went to fincon uh the guys from Uh, podcast
1: i mean oh so you attended yourself
0: no i did not uh we just sent one person yeah um podbean was there we were there um podfest was there and uh you know had and we were in a little like a half booth and it was um perfect absolutely perfect a table and had our material out and She stayed pretty busy talking to people. A lot of uh, people that want to do a podcast that haven't started a podcast. So, um, a lot of folks like that. But one thing it doesn't happen, people don't have business cards no more. You know that? It's just, it's this younger generation doesn't believe in them. Um, And it's kind of surprising to me, but it's a generational thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, is there any clue on why that is?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, we have to get badge readers now because that's the only way we collect in people's information is because they don't have business cards. Huh. And lucky if they have an email address. Interesting. I wonder. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So how do they share their their information? Is all, all done via, via their 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 mobile phones, I guess.
0: I'm sure. Yeah. You know. But, uh, it's, yeah. you know, I think those that work for companies and stuff have business cards, but you know, it's yeah. business card to me is like the, one of the most important things I take to a trade show and things And, and I write notes yeah. on the back of people's, you know, they walk away and I flip their business card over and I, you know, I write because if you're talking to 50 people a, a, a day, you can't remember who this yeah. person was, you know?
1: <clears throat> so, I'm not sure that people really have developed a process to to gather, you know, those cards and actually do something with them. I think they tend to get thrown into a a box somewhere or, or lost or something like that. I sometimes have that impression.
0: Well, we take, you know, from the company side, we follow up on every, you know, every person that we talk to. Yeah. We follow up with, you know. That, yeah, uh, it's
1: like a contact list. Yeah. I know that's what uh, that's what a Speaker does at, as a company.
2: Yeah.
1: uh, If we gather cards like that, but I'm yeah.
2: thinking more from an individual perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Here. What happened here? Yeah. Uh,
0: sh- I, uh, nothing. What do. else is going on? Hang on, I'm gonna reply to this. No attachment. Um I, I don't know, I just you know we've been busy Yeah, you know, it's it's really remarkable, and uh the support team has been busy too because the uh, you know the amount of handholding that we have to do these days is uh is pretty high, and there's a lot of uh a lot of podcasters
2: that are you know not uh um That are just you know.
0: They they really have no technical skills whatsoever.
1: So. Yeah, I see that. I agree with you, Todd. I think that's a that's a big thing that I've noticed too. Is the it's almost like what happened in the early days of 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 YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, where a lot of people got involved in in YouTube that had like zero technical skills. Right. They, they were, um, and I see that happening with uh, podcasting right now. Um, it feels a lot like that. Uh, there's a lot of basic conversations that I have to have with people about how this medium works. There's not a lot of long-term, um, knowledge of, and this whole thing with this audio search company is, is a little of that, um, that there's just not a lot of knowledge, I guess, that is permeated time. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just a lot of things that are lost. Um, over the the years of things that have been tried, and, and, uh, I just, I guess it can get a little discouraging at times to see things, um, get repeated over and over again.
0: Yep. Oh, well, I Especially
1: if they're mistakes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's just par for the course. And, but their VCs are still willing to give money out for this type of stuff. So,
1: yeah, that's the fascinating part. And, and a lot of that money is going into content these days, which is, um, I wasn't sure that I would really ever see that happen.
0: Right. Well, I'm not, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's uh, happening. it is happening. I, I don't just, I can't yeah. imagine being in that business, but
2: uh, hmm, it's weird. Well, it's,
1: it's, it's going into content that has high probability of getting advertising. That's what, so it's really about advertising, is really where the investment is coming. Um,
0: so they're designing shows specifically around advertisers. That seems crazy. Yeah,
1: so they, they can have big audiences. Um, tech is still getting investment to some degree. Um, right. You know, platform. Are still getting investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still an interest there, right? That doesn't necessarily surprise me because um, that. But I guess it's the content side, and I guess it's the linkage with the advertising opportunity that many in the medium see is is growing, and and I think we all hope that there's some sort of a breakthrough that can get us up to a you know a billion dollars in ad revenue in this medium. Um, you know, Todd, you and I've talked about this a lot too. I talk about it with lots of people in the medium of what it's going to take. And as part of, part of the, why, that's part of why I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that these other platforms like the Pandora's and the Spotify's and uh, Google and whatever can, can get involved in this medium and have an impact. Cause that's those type of platforms are, have, have a potential right? Whether or not it's going to be realized is the question. It just feels um, like it's taking growing for, this medium. It just
0: yeah. feels like it's taken forever I mean, for those folks to move. It's just oh yeah, yeah. You know, nothing moves quickly.
1: And I think Android um, is is really the the short short term solution to growth. Um, I, I haven't heard anything new uh, on that side. Other than, you know, I'm sure that they're, it's progressing.
0: Well, we continue to see growth in Android month over month. Um, yeah. You know, and some well, shows are growing faster. only than, up from here, right? Well, Talk. it's, it's it, it can only be up when uh, podcasters don't put it on their website. You know, don't even have a way for people to subscribe on Android. So, it just, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, they complain about not having enough listeners, but. Anyway, I'm running out of gas here, Rob. <laughs> Today. Okay, Todd. Fair enough. I think we
1: did fine. I yeah. think this was a good show. I think we were a little bit technically challenged because I'm 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 doing it from a different location now, and it's got it kind of a little bit of a different
0: setup. Yeah, you're back home. And so I, what did uh, you do? Leave the winter home yep. and your our summer home, and now you're at the winter home. Is that how that works?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I got too many homes right now. No.
0: <laughs> Did you get the iPhone ten?
1: Todd, no. <laughs> well,
0: why not? You call Francesco and say, I'm, "Hey, you guys. I'm a sport? still on.
1: I'm. I'm still on Windows Phone ten. So, oh,
0: okay. Please, you, you need to. I am. Oh my God. You you need to move on. I
1: have two, Todd. I have two Windows Phone ten phones right, right now.
0: You, you know, so I'm
1: single-handedly single-handedly holding up the the, the platform.
0: <laughs> well, that's uh, no, that's reassuring.
1: Uh, yeah, I know exactly. Uh, I haven't. So
0: I did not. But my upgrade.
1: wife has moved to Android. Oh, so she's on Android.
0: But which device and did she know. end up with?
1: She's uh, got a. Um, Oh, what's the brand? Is it a and Samsung? I'm just trying on the the Sam, name of it right now.
0: Samsung, um, HTC. Yeah, it's what's that? Samsung, HTC,
2: something like that. Uh, Alcatel.
0: Alcatel. You guys have picked some weird, Alcatel. weird phones.
1: I I know. <laughs> hey, the path path less traveled is more interesting, Todd.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, one of our team members says, are we upgrading to the iPhone 10s? I'm like, we upgraded, uh, we're not due for, uh, we do a, we really don't have an internal corporate policy, but about every two years we do phones. And I'm like, we're only a year yeah. into a, you know, we, we got another year to go. But if you really want a phone, um, no, I'm not, I'm not moving the iPhone 10. I can't, I don't want to be able to give up the ability to use a fingerprint. Fingerprint unlocking is very oh. important to me.
1: Well, I got a, a a free Windows Phone 10 phone from Alcatel. Um so I, I I actually have a brand new Windows Phone 10
2: phone. So they can't even um, sell them, so they're have, giving
0: they're giving them away. Huh? What's that? They can't even sell them, so they're giving them away. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um and it's 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 a pretty nice phone, I have to say. Um but it's but you're right. Microsoft has decided to abandon Windows Phone 10, so which means that I am on a uh, ticker um, that's going to count down. That's going to put me. It's going to wind up putting me on Android. I think uh, that's
0: what's going to happen. Oh, you're not going to move to Apple? I don't think so. Oh, why not?
2: Well, because I think the future
1: of podcasting is going to be on uh, Android. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I have right. both, so I'm I'm good.
2: That's, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. a cheap so cheap I, Android device, a, though. Yeah, so probably it'll probably be a year
1: from now or something like that when I'll jump to Android. Well, but it, yeah, I've got to I've got to wear out these phones. I have to drop them a few more times. <laughs> Talk.
0: Well, you're like, <laughs> oh shoot! I dropped it. Yeah, drop it too, <laughs> honey. I broke the screen on it. Oh yeah,
1: yeah exactly. I, yeah, I have to have a good, good excuse, Todd, to be able to get a spend a thousand bucks and get a new phone.
0: Well, that's why you get Francesco to buy it for you. You know, that's you tell, hey, I need a corporate phone. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah.
1: That's true. Yes, yeah, it's we're this big conglomerate now, right? That's right. You guys
0: are huge. You guys have like fifty people or something, you know? So
1: no, we don't have fifty people. We've got okay.
0: like forty.
1: We're there's been a, a, a little bit of a, of a thinning out of the herd.
0: Oh. <laughs> the acquisition firings. That's what so I it think is. we're at. Like,
1: uh, yeah. I think we're down. I think we're at like 23
2: people that's now. Still, I it's, think. Still I think. it's still big. It's still big. Yeah. You're
0: twice the size of us. So you're doing something right. Well, yeah.
1: Twice the payroll too, right? Oh,
0: that's true that is true yeah. no. alright everyone so. thanks for being here and uh, yeah we just kind of rambling here at the end so I'm distracted I got people messaging me in five different ways one thing I shouldn't have open is my chat window during the show but uh, I'm getting ding 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 my phone's gone my uh, slack oh. app is going crazy <laughs> okay. so um, but anyway if you have comments on today's show it's Todd at com or at Geek News is my Twitter address. Rob. Yeah. Uh,
1: rob at uh, uh, robgreenly.com or rob at Those will work and on, on Twitter. So that's a great place to reach out to me, too. Find me over there. I, I do the Spreaker Live Show every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. SpreakerLiveShow.com.
0: And so ho- hopefully so that every week, Todd. Yeah, hopefully next Saturday our bandwidth uh, woes will be eliminated. So uh, I don't. I think it was on my end. I just yes, it think will
1: be. I think yeah.
0: I think it got yeah.
1: It I, I'm going to get things set up uh, here, and then we'll be back to my well, other location.
0: Well, well, you weren't home for months, so that's what's going on. Your internet connection's jacked.
1: No, well, I'm on Wi-Fi right now. We're oh. before when I did it from here. I did it on. um, on
0: a, a wired connection. Oh, so, oh there in like I got to get
1: back, back to a wired connection. Again.
0: Yeah. With, uh, with Skype, always wired. Always, always, always. Okay, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you next yep. time here. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday. Everyone take care. Hello.